What's up, everybody? It's your best friend, Trevoris. And your baby daddy, Dom. And this is... <clears throat> Here we go. Peach Tea Podcast. I'm doing something different every time. Why does it like a vocal warm-up, though? I mean, you know, whatever works. You gotta get your, scale, my, your scales in. Not my preferred warm-up, but you know. I'm more of a mommy made me match my M&M's type of guy. Oh, okay. You know, or one of those lip fluff things, you know. <laughs> I can't really do it that well, but I'm working on it. Um, yes, today we have a special guest. We're not gonna talk about our weeks. Um it was long, it was busy, I need a nap. How was yours? Oh okay. <laughs> um mine was good. Pretty long as well. Mm-hmm. Uh worked. Yes. Fabric store. Yes, the fabric store was cute. It was real love and hip hop in there. Oh my god, I forgot. Yes, that's so we went to the fabric store. I don't know what happened between this Jamaican lady and the people that own the fabric store. I don't know how it started. I think he asked a little kid or her child a question and the child didn't know how to respond to, I guess, like how many yards to be cut or what the fabric was. So she was saying like, don't ask him no questions. Yeah. I heard her say don't talk to him or something like that, but and I didn't know who she was talking about. I think had he just been quiet after that, it would have been alright. But, but he, he responded he back to her. And, he, that and accent then came out real thick. There was a boomba clot and a clot this and a, <laughs> it was a lot of and stuff. And you don't know who you fucking with and all and of that. And I set this whole like, place up and I'm standing here with two rolls of fabric like, we walk out or what y'all gonna do because she's gonna clear the room and I'm just here to... Because if she started... Then this little lady tried to come and try to grab her to make her move, but the lady was already every bit of 6'5". She was like, don't touch me. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that was that. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was our... A good week. Good week. A little drama. A little spice to our lives. Princess Carter had a drag show. Um, did a little photo shoot. Well, I was like the helping hand. The help on a photo shoot. It was nice. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Morning wood. Yeah, that's all that I can say about that right now. Um, oh, oh, we can't say yeah, too just, much. I mean, okay. I don't really, you know, want to get nobody else's business away. Let them release on their time. Got it. You know, I will say that there were a lot of beautiful, brown, naked men on set and I was able to be professional. And oil them down. And I had the honor and privilege of being the oil man. <laughs> Do you need to be greased up? I am here to grease you up. Um... <laughs> Able to lay hands and moisturize and, you know. Up and down. And they were all comfortable. You know. You know that's a professional job. It is. And I have, if anybody ever. Actually, you could be a fluffer. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be a fluffer and I don't ever. That's disrespectful. Um, What's that? Anyway, we have a special guest here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Who's sitting here in crisscross applesauce. (laughs) Um, I'm so happy to have him here. He's like, he is... My, if Angela Bassett was a man, mm, okay, I think that this. Have you seen her recently in that? I think she was in a Gucci sweatsuit, Did not. with the lace wig bust down the middle. It wasn't even pressed. They didn't put a hot comb to it yet. They just like Mm-mm. threw it on, and sis was done. And she just somebody pull it up. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna <laughs> find it. it. I got you. Yes. I got you. While we look for that, yes, this is my my in professional settings. This is my Angela Bassett. Okay. Any other time, this is my Monica. Is, isn't it everything? But they said that's Photoshop, though. Somebody released okay. the other pictures. No, but that's still, not Photoshop. That but is amazing. This is done. Thing. My Leo, my Leo sister. Yes, she's a Leo. Mm-hmm. Wow, I normally do not like Leos. Mm. 
you also have never really met her, met her, so you know that is true. What she gives us is what you're gonna get. That is true. You know. Anyway, we have Mr. Victor Jackson with us. Hi. Mr. Glamrock Soul himself. That's that right, Glamrock Soul. Yeah. Yes. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um. Can you tell the people like what you do? Uh, can you not be humble about this? Like, can you like really tell them what you do and like who you work with and things like that? Like, can you like name drop and be the girl that every Atlanta queen wants to be but can't? Nah. <laughs> and I meant all of that. Um, I am an artist that operates in separate mediums, but mostly music, mm-hmm. dance, and theater. Mm-hmm. I am a teaching artist with Kenny Leon's True Colors Theater Company and also with Broadway Dreams Foundation. Uh, I uh, am a choreographer for Candy Burris. I've worked with August Alsina, Little Wayne, Iggy Azalea. Uh, just finished shooting an episode of Tales with Justine Sky for BET. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on the first season of Step Up High Water, which is streaming now on YouTube. I'm on the second season. <laughs> and it premieres this week. It, oh, it starts streaming this week. Yeah. Uh, and done some acting, done some singing. I have a single out right now called Layover. New yes. music is coming out this summer. If you need something good to hunch to. Layovers Layover for you. Layover is that song. And, um, okay. yeah, I'm a jack of all trades and a master of all of them. Period. Drops mic. So, yeah, that's Victor Jackson. So, um, our first segment of the day is always called Celebrity, where we talk about celebrity hot gossip and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. However, I enjoy regular people mess mm-hmm. more than celebrities, so I kind of found a lot of regular people news this week okay. that I thoroughly enjoyed. Okay. I cannot explain all of it, so any questions you have, ask them. I thought it was cute. I'm going to read what I have. Okay. okay. And that's that, okay? Sure. Um, the tea is exceptionally good today. <laughs> Who made this? Mmm. Mm, very delicious. Hold on. Usually I ask if you want to do the good news first. Sure. Uh, <laughs> sure. I usually ask if I want to do good news first or bad news. Mm-hmm. But it's all bad. Oh, So, okay. you know, okay. once again, um... Free my nigga. Because <laughs> everybody went to jail. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so we're going to start with our homeboy, our homie Tyrone Hamburg. A 26-year-old, he was arrested in New Orleans for walking into Waffle House wearing a uniform, posing as a worker. He took orders and cooked food for guests before taking 300 and walking out. <laughs> Free my yes. nigga Tyrone. Well, he worked for it. I mean... But wait a minute. Well, he took it out of the register. But none of the workers was like, we ain't never seen this nigga before. You got to call Waffle House and ask them. Like, okay. You're right. Because I have right. the same That's, question. You said Waffle House and where? Louisiana. In, 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 in New Orleans. In New Orleans. So yeah. now I got to call all of the ones all in New Orleans so I can figure out which one he working on because it's probably one on every corner. Yeah. Like. Where'd you get the uniform is my question. I love it. I bet you it's his baby mama's. I bet you it's his <laughs> baby mama used to work there. I'm sure. Or what if he used to work there? Or used to work at another At another location, Yeah. And this is like a whole like, eleven operation. For this is a whole. This will be an amazing House. Netflix movie. But three hundred is all you got, though, girl. I mean, that what, what are they really it? holding in Waffle House? Like, That's are you like, really holding some cash? Wait, in Waffle House. I could use the Waffle House right now. Mm. Focus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. In other news, a mother who thought her eleven-year-old daughter was having sex stabbed her multiple times ended up killing her. What? According to police. My good girl, Rosa Rivera, 28. No, it's not really We're not girl. making no free Rosa shirts. No, no we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but free my nigga Tyrone. Um, but Rosa Rivera, 28, stabbed her daughter. I think her name is Alidia. 
Alita okay. Rivera more than a dozen times Sunday and said it was because the girl smiled different, causing her to think her daughter was sexually active. After stabbing her, Rosa took her to... Oh. <laughs> After stabbing her... Hey! After stabbing her, Rosa took Alita to Winnie Palmer Hospital where she was detained by hospital security after wielding a purple handle pocket knife soaked mm-hmm. blood. Rivera even cried to first responders, my baby is gone! But you killed her. Alita was stabbed 15 times. Oh my god! And she also had a few um, defense wounds on her arm. She smiled different. Because she smiled different. Oh, that's the that's the that's what we're going with. That's our story she's sticking to. Yeah, it. she needs some help. Oh man. Mm-hmm. All right. So in our next story, I have actually a lot of these today. No, I'm proud I don't, of myself. Mm, well, no, no more stabbing. Nobody else really died. <laughs> right. Because no, nobody. Cause this, like, the news, <laughs> does the news gradually get worse? Yeah. Or is that the worst of it? And that's probably the worst of it. Okay. Yeah, that's most like the worst. I of mean, it. that was that's like real life sad. Yeah. That's like really really sad. Yes. Um, a plane heading to Malaysia had to make an abrupt turnaround after a mother noticed that she forgot her baby in the terminal. Oh, child. Oh, my God. <laughs> child. Um, this flight is requesting to come back. A passenger forgot her baby in the waiting area. The poor thing. A pilot could be heard saying that in a recording obtained by Gulf News. We told you a passenger left her baby in the terminal and refuses to continue the flight. Um, as strange as it may sound, it isn't very uncommon. We oh, hear really? about parents forgetting their children in cars all the time. A psychologist, a psychologist, ooh, can't read today. A psychologist, David Diamond, hypothesized that the brain's memory centers are at work more when parents forget their children because of high stress. And yeah, they turned around there when they got the baby. And they were wow, like, could you imagine being on that flight? A piss. Like I wonder where they were flying to, like uh, from from into, like. Well, I know it was the United States, so it was anyway. It's gonna be a long, a long flight anyway. But right, because if it's a Malaysia flight, they're flying. But I don't wait in the TSA because now they get paid, so now I got to get back in line and wait for TSA. And then I. I wonder if you if they made them like deboard the flight. Like I'm just thinking about it because like I just flew to New Zealand in Go January. Ahead. Go ahead, girl. Say what you need to say. Hey, Everybody, this is my friend yes. Kelly. Kelly's here right. to do it. She didn't want to be on the show. She's trying to be a bystander, but she, she got, got something to say. She got something in her spirit. I'm Go just ahead. I'm trying to figure out at what point did she realize the baby wasn't there. That is my question. Like because I'm like halfway through the flight. <laughs> I've flown. I've I've flown on a few flights. You get on the plane. You sit there for a good little minute. They make the announcements yeah. and things. You buckle up to go through the And then, thing. depending on, like, how many other flights have to take off before yours. You're sitting on the Because, you know, sometimes they're like, we're number while. four in the yeah. queue or whatever. I saw a few people in the So comments. you sit there without your baby for that long? They uh, literally mention children when the thing dropped down. And you ain't thinking. But you think somebody you know. else said that she had said it. Mm. And nobody reacted. So they had, like. Oh, she because, said, my baby out there. And like, it was like, oh, well, girl, the doors is closed. They just kind of didn't even pay attention to her. Okay. Mm. But I'm impressive. like, you know, whatever. Alright, in other news. That flight wasn't going to get off the ground. <laughs> Listen, I, like, I, I just <laughs> don't. I, was, I would have cut a fool until they, until they called security. Yeah. This flight would not have got off the As ground. As many people that didn't drug off of planes before. Remember what I'm saying? I would have cut a fucking fool. And somebody might just have to come pick up my baby. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I would just feel so bad to make an international flight have to turn around, right. that I would be like, oh, well, can somebody get in touch with my best friend and just see, like... I, I mean, no, and I, I know that sounds, like, bad, yeah. but it's kind of like... 
But do you, you pay for a child's ticket, don't you? Well, it's it depends. Because I feel like she must have been a baby baby because a baby ain't finna let my mama just walk away without hollering and carrying the fool. So she had to be a baby baby. I just feel like if I, if, because I, I just went to New Zealand in January. And if I was like halfway through my flight to New Zealand, a 16 hour flight. Mm-hmm. And at the eight hour mark, they were like, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we can turn around. We need to turn around because it's the one. I would be so. The so next eight hours back, and then you got to fly yes. back. Yeah. Which means now we got to transfer our plans because we don't use half of this gas that we had. You know, and instances. you got to have a uh, because you know a crew flight attendant crews have to have a certain amount of rest. Mm-hmm. So the people that were working that flight, Can't they have to get swapped one. out, and a new crew got to come in, or they got to have a layover. So now we're delayed. That's too much. That's what I'm saying. Oh. I would have cut a fool because yeah. we would have never left the ground. My baby got to be on here. We're not leaving the ground. But yeah. then as the passenger, I also am like, do I cut up on this mama for leaving her child? Do I cut up on y'all for like not paying attention to it? De- it depends. It depends. Because, okay, if I'm on the flight with the lady and she's like, y'all, my baby is out there. I really got to go get my baby. And nobody's listening to her. Okay, then we all finna have then, a okay, Then if she cut yeah. a fool, it's it rightfully sits, cut a fool. I'll cut a fool with you. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's somebody's baby. It's also an international flight. I'm sorry. That is true. I'm a, I, <laughs> there is nothing like being on a plane where you're just like, is this over yet? Is this over yet? That's what I'm saying. You, you can't leave the ground yet. You got you to gotta cut up before you leave the ground. Because once I leave the ground. You can't get in the air. I wonder how old the baby was. She had to be nothing. It had to be, like, she had to be in, under one. Yeah. Talking. Oh, that, oh because, I feel bad for the baby. And, then I, and I feel bad for the mom because, like... It's a lot. That's then, then they probably think about how you, like, and, are you taking care of your child? Or they think that, you know... And I wonder, like, how, is this, like, her first child? Or, like, does she have... Most, because, you know, sometimes that can that can affect you, too. After the first child, you'd be like, y'all do whatever y'all gonna do. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Get to it how you get to it. Yeah. Um, I always feel like I was the tester child because I'm the first child. Because I feel like my sister has so much, like, easier in life to do things. I feel like I was, like, we're gonna make mistakes on him. And then we figure it out on her. See, I'm an only, so, so you just mm. must be nice. I'm eldest of four, so I get it. Mm. Yes, you've aged so gracefully. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, since we're talking about children, shout out to Florida. A West Palm Beach man is behind bars after he allegedly bought a loaded AK-47 to his son's middle school after receiving a call from his son, according to WPBF. Christopher Freeman, 28, who is also very fine. Um, told cops that he received a call from his son on FaceTime. His son apparently was in tears and told him the teacher had slammed him. Like body slammed him? Yes. Mm. Christopher said that his son was grabbed by an adult while speaking to him and that he saw his son's phone fly out of his hand. Christopher showed up to his son's school and threatened to fuck some shit up because of what went down. That's what it says? Yes. In the article? Yes. I mean, they blanked it out. What is this website? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They got all the good news. If you want to know, they got to send you a cash app. Uh, hello. Um, the school was placed on emergency lockdown and he was arrested. Authorities end up finding a loaded... What kind of gun is that? That name. AK-47. Mini Draco pistol. Christopher was hit with several charges with from possession of a weapon on school property. Aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill and disturbing the peace. Sir, that's just a lot. Like, it's just <laughs> They're stretching lot. for that. But, like, I bitch. Mean, but just smell like so, wait a minute. But, do, okay, yeah. speaking of children in school, did mm-hmm. you see that um, video um, on Twitter where that man, it's, like, in Atlanta, well, in 
Georgia. But this man was going off on the people in the office of the school because his daughter was missing. And it was like the third time that they had lost her. Wait a minute. How do you... Yeah. Why did she like, go back to it was some, It was some type of like after school, like care, whatever, whatever. But like, yeah, the girl was missing. And like her older brother was but trying to tell the adults, her? like, I cannot leave without my sister. And they still like left the little girl. And so the daddy was up there like, but you wouldn't have got off. to the third time to lose my child. Because the first time would have been, how do you lose my child? Like, I'm paying y'all to keep my child. How do you lose Listen, the child? I don't know, but... And this is the third time we're having this conversation? Um, really Crazy quickly, I'm not going to go into detail with this. <laughs> um, Sam Smith I did an interview. He said that when he was 12, he had liposuction. At 12? Moving on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, yeah, it was... And he also wasn't living here, and it was like... 12 years old, he had lipo. He gained all the way back in like two weeks because he didn't know how to, you know, at 12. First of all, at 12, you still growing through pre period yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, your body's still changing. You know, your final form enough to. Right. So, so of yeah. course, you're going to get fat again. Oh. Earlier, it was reported that June and her boyfriend, Gino Dope, were arrested for domestic a domestic incident. But, like, her problems were far worse than that. When authorities arrived on the scene, they found enough evidence to arrest them both. I'm talking about June. Um, the Tiara Fat Girl. Um, Mama June. Mama June. Oh, Mama June? Oh, okay. Mama June. Yes. Oh, okay. She was arrested, according to TMZ. Gino, who was her boyfriend, was arrested and hit with felony possession of a controlled substance and drug paraphernalia charge. Mama June was arrested and hit with the same charge as well. Um, they got pulled over to the gas station and they checked. The man told her, the boyfriend said, do not reach in my pockets. I don't want you to get stuck. He had needles in his pocket. Oh, wow. So it was kind of like I've given it away that I, have, I do have drugs on me. She said, this is my car and everything in the car is mine. So when they searched the car, they found all the drugs. Oh, she dumb. Yes. Um, I actually had a cute little experience with her recently where she came to 10 to film. Oh, you told me about this. Yeah, she showed up, I want to say, three hours late to set to film. Meanwhile, all these drag queens are tucked and ready to film. You didn't show up to three hours late. Then when you got there, you had an anxiety attack, so we had to cancel our shooting. So therefore, we set and dragged from 5.30 p.m., until it was time to perform that night at midnight when the show starts. Did you still get paid? Well, the, I wasn't like that drag queen for that. I was a drag somewhere else, but mm-hmm. they came over to our show, but they all mm-hmm. didn't get paid though mm-hmm. for it. But yeah, pissed is what I would have been. Okay, hello. Um, you know that I shit think, is uncomfortable. I have more news. But I don't. I think that's enough for today. Let's talk about my Angela. Mm, that no, is a question. Just... That's a question at the end, so we'll get to that. Oh, okay. That is one of our, our questions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, from good news, August Alcina's doing a, a, a gospel EP. Oh. It was a request from his sister before she died that she wanted him to do a gospel EP, so he is going to do it. And he's mm. reached out to Tasha Cobbs, um, Tasha Cobbs Leonard, excuse me, Kiara Sheard, John McReynolds, and the Walsh Group to see if they want to be a part of this little situation. That would be so I love when he sings gospel in his bathroom with the phone real, real close to his face like this. Well, you know, I don't really... Oh, well, you know, I'm a diehard August Alcina. I, I just want to pray for him and marry him at the same time, though I know he don't want me, but... Yeah, you don't know. I just want to be there you for You saw him. them Chun-Li buns. I don't like when people do that. What? When people make people gay. Okay. Like, you know how people say that um, Odell Beckham Jr. gay? I hate when people do that. Cause <laughs> I just feel like, you just... When you're comfortable, just like... Mm-hmm. like that's just me, you know. People, you know but okay. who am I? Yeah. They say McGill gay. They say Usher gay. Trey Song's gay. I mean, listen. But everybody gay until proven straight. Well, that's how you feel. <laughs> All right. So today, today, come on, Hennessy. Grab the whole. You want to put a straw in the Hennessy bottle? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's how you feel. Do you need some ginger ale? I do. Come yeah, on, ginger ale. <laughs> All right, so today's topic is a bunch of things. Um, today is just about like being gay and being successful and being gay <laughs> and living in Atlanta and being, being gay. gay. And yes, so mm-hmm. I have a few questions. Okay. You know, whatever makes you comfortable, whatever doesn't make you comfortable, answer them all. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so my first question for you would be, when did you realize you were gay? Um, and Dominic, if you want to ask this question, you can answer it too. When did I realize? I think I realized I was gay somewhere around eight. Okay. Like eight or nine. There okay. was this... Um, some like Christian movie that my parents made me watch <laughs> and there was a, a a little chubby white boy in the movie and I was like oh my god he's so cute but I couldn't I, fe- I was attracted to him but I couldn't like play it. what it was mm-hmm. but I just knew that like I felt a special way mm-hmm. about that guy in the movie and I used to watch the movie all the time and mind you it was nothing like salacious or mm-hmm. like underlying homoerotic about the movie <laughs> or anything like that. Like, right. they were all just, like, a group of friends who, like, I don't know, found Jesus in some kind of way. I don't even right. remember, like, the plot of the film, but I remember having a special affinity mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. And um, there were just, like, a string of, like, male figures in media. Okay that I could attach that affinity to and I didn't af- attach that affinity to a like real life person until high school okay. um, but it was at high- in high school that I uh, I guess I explored what that affinity was more but the affinity was there it was the first time that I felt it okay you um oof. I feel like I was really young mm-hmm. because I used to go to um this after school program and there was this guy well we were boys then but <laughs> there was this boy his name was Alex Winters and I used to just I don't know I just I knew I love people remember the first name that's just everything. yeah <laughs> first and last first of all I tried to look him up I think I found his Facebook wow. But yeah, and I think he plays football, but for some school, and I don't know, whatever. He don't have a lot of pictures up. <clears throat> so, y'all go find Alice Winter. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, no. But no, so I just. <laughs> you done said the man's whole name. I did. But, we listen. We don't want a whole bunch of listeners right now to go find that man. He was, like, he was like this nice, light skin color. He had these green eyes. Anyways, I just knew that I, I liked him. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I wanted to be around him. Like, we used to sit together on the bus mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and I just so excited but <laughs> but I, and I and I want to with that like you knew you liked being around him you knew you like enjoyed proximity to him but right. could you label it as anything at that point uh, no I just knew that I really liked him yeah okay, so when did you know like when did you have that moment of I'm gay um I believe it was probably like in middle school mm-hmm. when I started like having I guess like Fantasies uh-huh. about um, Slater on Saved by the Bell. Wow. Mario Lopez. Yes, that God. was one of my media <laughs> people. Where I was just like, mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. right. I don't like. I don't know what this is, right. but 
You I want, want my lips to be your lips. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, mm. I get that though. I yeah. get that. It's it's it was interesting, like having that reaction to people on TV, mm-hmm. um, but not necessarily having it to people in person. Mm-hmm. I, but I guess that a lot of that has to do with like I was raised in the church. Yes. My dad's a, a pastor. Uh-huh. He became an ordained minister in ninety one. Okay. Um, so for the most, for the bulk of my life, my experiences have been framed by the church. Right. Um, and what is acceptable. Yeah. What is acceptable and what is not acceptable. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's so funny because I look at it now, like every girl I dated, say for about two of them, was like... Butch boots, <laughs> like Butch boots, like all the girls look like my boyfriends. Like they all, they're all like just big and right. just like there, and like they they commanded their space. And actually, one of my ex girlfriend from high school uh, is actually trans, and she's transitioned. Oh wow! Um, and I'm super super happy for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what I mean? Like it, there was an energy. Mm-hmm. That I was always attracted to. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And um, it took until high school for me to um, accept within myself that that energy rested in male bodies. Gotcha. I think, of course, my dad's a pastor too. I grew up in church. But I was really sheltered. Mm-hmm. Like... I went to a Christian school until like second grade and then third grade was like, oh, I hate school because this is the devil. I'm mm-hmm. like, ill. Third grade. Um, tragic. <laughs> um, no, but I think the first time I experienced like a, I think I like, something about a man I like mm-hmm. was MySpace days. <clears throat> oh, God. Whatever MySpace was. Oh, God. Um, How old are you? Um, 27. Okay. Yes. Um, but I'm it was 33, guy, just for oh, the record. Yeah, like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, his name was DeAndre Lamonts. Okay. He was. <laughs> oh, you not ta- you talking about? Okay. Um, his name was DeAndre Lamonts. He was. I mean, he still is a model. I was gonna say that's my... a real stripper name. It is, ain't it? No, though? it's, it's his real just name. But it yeah, sounds... is he a fitness model? No, I'm he's using not. Airpods. He's like he was like well back <laughs> then, like back then he was like to me. He paved the way for niggas to be social media models now. Yes, trailblazer. Like you're in love with a trailblazer. Like, so like I think for me it was like he did there was some underwear line, underwear company, and he um was modeling for them, but his thighs were really nice and I was like, I like that. I don't know what it is Come about. On, you like thick thighs. But I like they save lives. Yes, they sure do. Um but yeah, so it was like he was like the token starter situation, um, and then I feel like I didn't realize I was gay until like maybe t- no, like I wasn't comfortable with being gay mm-hmm. until about maybe four or five years ago. Mm. Like, if you called me gay, I would be, like, my feeling. I remember hurt. that. But I think I was it was... I say, yeah, I feel like we talked through that. I think well. it was because it was... Being, with my dad being a pastor, because it was used as a bad thing for so long and I was bullied because of it, um, yeah, I just feel like... 
By the way, we're gonna hear that whole pop, even though it was in the kitchen. We're still gonna hear. Oh so yeah, this, 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 this microphone picks up everything. It picks up everything. It's so okay. It don't matter. Like, Girl, we drinking ginger ale. <laughs> Lots. Ginger. And it's in a can. Come on, come on. <laughs> but yeah, that was my like. That was my experience. I guess so. Right. Like, I feel like I'm finally now like. No, I I remember those yeah. days. So, um, my other question is, do you have like a coming out story? Because mm-hmm. my I thought like my coming out story was. A big bitch walking on a drag, like, girl, this is what we doing now? Like, My like, coming out story <laughs> was, uh, I like to say it's a dragging out story. Okay. Mm. Um, <laughs> so I, um, I used to love to write notes in high school. <laughs> Did you fold them up? Yeah. And then write the two the from? Things. Little triangle? And like, and... at the time, like, two from we are song. <laughs> you had to have a song. Oh, oh. Yeah, ah. to set the tone. Because you got to write, you got to write who is to, who is from, the song you were listening to, you got to put the date and the time. Yes, the time. I, yes all, all those things. So, um, I was a junior in high school. I was dating a guy who was a senior. Okay. Um, and he had written a note to me about what we were going to do prom night. All right. And it was written in detail. <laughs> Where me in detail, huh? Where and, and I was like, oh, wow. Um, Put it was, in me, bro. I was on the, I mean, not necessarily, um, but I was on the prom committee. And um, so, like, I had to, like, go earlier in the day to decorate for prom. Mm-hmm. So I told my parents, like, don't worry about, like, I know I'm going to be running back in the house to change, to run back out to yeah. go to prom. So, and it's my junior prom. I didn't have a date. I was going with, like, a crew of my homegirls. So, I was just, like, right. whatever about it. But my parents were, like, all right, cool. That works. But after prom, come home. Damn. And I was, like, but, you know, what if I want to go to, like, Waffle House with my friends or something? They were, like, no. You got church in the morning. You need to come straight home. And I was, like, okay, well... If we do go get something to eat, I'll just call y'all and let you know. They were like, uh-huh, okay, whatever, bye. Right. So I read, so they weren't at home when I was getting ready. Because they had, like, something else to do that night. <coughs> and, um, so, like, I read the letter one more time. And I, like, I always liked my parents' bathroom more than I liked my bathroom. Mm-hmm. So I read it in their bathroom. I tore it up. Oh, Put it in the toilet, flushed the toilet, walked out. Go to prom, having a good time. The guy I'm dating is, like, there. Like, we're all just, like, everybody's having a good time. Everybody's having a good time. Was he gay? Was he he openly gay? No, he wasn't openly gay. But, I mean, to be fair, I wasn't either. Right. So, it's, like, those who I was close to knew. Mm -hmm. And the people who I wasn't close to. Yeah, it was kind of just, like, whatever. Um, But he definitely wasn't. Um... So, like, towards the end of the night, one of my friends came up to me and they were like, not even, this person wasn't even my friend. It was just, like, somebody who I knew. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, my God, your parents came to see you at prom. That's so sweet. Ooh. And I was like, what? And they were like, your parents are here. Like, I just think it's so cool that your parents are, like, always, like, supporting you and your brother. <laughs> and, like, they're just always there for y'all. Like, I love that. And I was like... I'm in here mm. Now, mind you, okay. I'm trying to figure out how it happened. Like, I'm, like, I'm like, where is this about to lead to? <laughs> We're on the top floor of this hotel in Buckhead. My parents stay in College Park. Oh, they we would never 
we never went to Buckhead. Like, we never went to Buckhead. We never went to Lennox. We never, right. like, we barely even came into the city. Like, if we did come into the city, it was to visit my dad at his job because he worked in Midtown. But, like, for my parents to come to Buckhead, it was like, it just didn't compute right. in my head. So, but I also knew that if they were actually there, there's only one elevator bank to get downstairs. And there's only one way to get to it. So like, you can't you can't leave. So I took a deep breath and I was like, "Let's navigate." And I was just like, <laughs> shh, 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 shh. and I saw my parents and my parents saw me and they're like, "Oh my god, you look so great!" Like, made this whole like thing. Uh, whole thing. And I turned to my homegirl and I was like, "Tell, I won't say his name. Mm-hmm. Tell him, him him that my parents came to pick me up from prom and I don't know what to do." Mm-hmm. And this was like before, like I didn't have a cell phone, right? Like right. any of that. So, um, my parents were like, "Yeah, we were in the area, so we decided to pick you up for prom." And I was right. like, "Oh, girl, you was in the area. You were in the area." And they were like, "I was like, well, I'm fine. Like, Quan is gonna drop me off. Right. My friend Quan lived right off Washington Road, like mm-hmm. right around the corner." And they were like, "No, but we're already here, so we might as well." And I was like, go away, go away. I was like, no, but, but, and we're having this whole conversation, like, smiling, and like, no, but no, but no. And like, finally, I was just like, okay. And I walked downstairs, and I was furious. And from like Buckhead to College Park, it's like a 20, 25 minute right. drive. And I'm sitting in the back seat, like, fuming. I go upstairs and my parents was like, go to sleep. We will talk in the morning. Mm-hmm. No. My That's mom came after. to tap me that mor- the next morning, mm-hmm. Sunday morning. Oop. She's like, come here, we need to talk to you. Mm. I go in their room, they close the door, they're like, what were you going to do after prom? And they talked about this all night, just before you know. Before you okay. Okay. Well, about I all mean, night. I know they that. They all now. night talking about, well, how are we going to do this? <laughs> I was like, that's why um, they talked about it when they came before they came. That's what I'm saying. Oh, they were ready. When they told me to go nowhere. Well, listen to the story. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. You're sorry. Yeah, yeah. Tap you on the shoulder. Uh Get up. Come in the room. Nah, so I come in the room. They were like, what were you going to do last night? I was like, uh, you know. We were going to go get something to eat, and that's it. And they were like, but we told you to come straight home. I was like, I know, but it's prom, and I just wanted to, like, be with my friends. They were like, so that's all you were going to do last night? I was like, yes. Girl, like, just tell me what you know. Right? And so my mom says, my mom says, well, what about this? Ooh. Apparently, the letter did not flush down the toilet. My mom had taken it out of the toilet, dried it, taped it back together, Ooh, read me. the letter, and that's when they came and picked me up from prom. See, now you need a shredder. <laughs> they, wait a minute. Child, sit, see, you're on me. No, I needed a shredder. Okay. That is so crazy. And so, I mean. He must ain't do it with a gel pen because a gel pen would have smeared. Okay, he would have bled. That was a good beat. He had okay. a good pen. Like, oh what can I say? God. I dated men of a certain caliber. Oh, he said he had a good pen. I can't say he it. He had a good pen. Um, but yeah. And they went. And right. like I couldn't sing at church. Really? Uh, I couldn't stay after school for anything any after school activities. And I went to a magnet school. So oh we had like rehearsals and everything. Right. They were like, No. My mom called a meeting with the principal, Shit. the lead resource officer, uh the guy I was dating and his mom. Jesus. 
to Jesus. instate a school-wide restraining order where he could not oh be on the same hallway as me. He okay, so then was he, trying to, was he trying to get me. down? Or, like, how vulgar was the I mean, letter? It was, I was going to lose my virginity at prom. I mean, yeah, like, okay. It's, it's, okay not, so. it's not, like, that big of yes. a... You know what I mean? You know, parents only see it Wait as... Wait a minute, but he wasn't out either? No. So, yeah, so then is, that yeah. brought him out, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like a, it was like a whole Fiasco. thing. I I mean even up until uh, like the chorus chorus members are required to sing uh, the national anthem at the graduation mm-hmm. for a grade. Like if you're not a senior, you're required to sing mm-hmm. as like your final grade. Right. And my mom wrote a letter to my chorus teacher and was like, Victor will not be at that graduation. Are you serious? Sis was. Like, she was very... So, that was my coming out story. Ooh, you were not going to so do that you, to my baby! Have you have you talked to, to him since? Yeah. Like, after that? We ended up dating, like, off and on until I was, like, 20. Ooh. Your mom couldn't stand him. Couldn't stand him. You can't keep us a boy! <laughs> and, I mean, in, in hindsight, her... Um, in hindsight, her intuition about him was correct. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, but, but oh I mean, God. still, that's what you need to find out. We've discussed the the um, the process in which she relayed that information to me could have been different. But you know that you know the church people don't know how to. They don't. You know. Well, and I mean, lie. I don't even think I don't think any parent that was born in the sixties and seventies, right. You know, like was like oh I hope my child's gay right you know what I mean <laughs> right, right. right you gotta understand like when they were full fledged adults they were living as adults through right. the AIDS crisis right like, right like losing friends right. losing family members like all those things and there wasn't you didn't and have there was so much stigma and, attached yeah. to just being a homosexual because yeah. then it's like. You tell somebody you homosexual. Oh my god, you're gonna get AIDS. And you're gonna die. Yeah, and even like then, that's the first even thing. Even then, that, even that if they it's not about of. that, gay means doing it in the butt. That's just that's just the like the yeah, that's that, and that's that nasty. Because I remember when me and my dad got to argument one time. My dad is one. Of, and I don't care because he's blocked. Um, <laughs> my dad is a person who will listen to what I have to say, mm-hmm. not say anything, or he'll be like, "Are you done?" And he'll walk away. And the next day. He comes with the Phaedra Parks read. Just he just wants to wear me thin, and so when my parents got divorced, with me being the oldest person, I tried to hold it together for my sister, and I just like exploded in the kitchen. When it was like sobbing, please don't divorce and don't like it. It's just so much. And the next day he came back to me because it was a whole bunch of like with divorce comes change and people change during divorce. Mm-hmm. So when your when your dad's a pastor, all you know is church. Seeing a wine cooler in the fridge is a lot to take in for me. Like mm-hmm. that, is, you are drinking. Not I can't take it. Like okay. I, just, I can't. Right. I just, it was so You're much change. So when I mentioned you know, things that you know that bothered me and I didn't understand it, he was saying that the next day he was like, I felt judged, but I wasn't judging when you, judging you when you let somebody put their dick in your butt. And I'm like, whoa! First of all, I haven't even seen one of those yet. Mm-hmm. So like, it's it's just the mm-hmm. everybody has that stigma of like. It's just about sex. When truth be told, bitch, I can cuddle and be fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a. It's basically at the end of the day, it's a fear of a. It's fear of the unknown, mm-hmm. and and you not knowing what this is going to open your child up to, and you being in a place where you've seen 
gay people be marginalized and yeah. be, you know, and die and all those things. And that's just not, you want the best for your child. Right. And I think my parents have gone through a full process of understanding that um, wanting the best for me and accepting um, my sexuality mm-hmm. can run parallel. Yeah. Like, they don't have... One doesn't have to cancel the other out. Right, gotcha. And, um, but, I mean, that's like... I'm 33. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... It's a committed. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was a, it but was you a can, solid, you can say like, 15-year journey. And we're still working. But you can say now that it's way better than what it it's was. It's way better than what it was. We're still working. Uh, still, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I think for me, because even, like, to see, like, when your dad comes and sings on stage, which mm-hmm. is everything to me. <laughs> like, to see... First of all, like, it's like, oh, my God, so this is what Victor's going to sound like <laughs> um, but yeah, just like there's our relationship at least. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Something to work with. We have something to work with. We can. Hmm. Okay, so more yeah. over into the. Not my daddy. <laughs> I mean, what? literally for a long time, it wasn't my daddy either, and and I had to. I lost my brother um, in 2008, mm-hmm. and my brother was. He played basketball. He played football. He ran track. He mm-hmm. was, like my brother was my dad. Um, and after my brother passed, I like just really had to sit my dad down and was like, "I'm your only son. I'm the only son you got left. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to do?" So did you feel like at one point that you were maybe a letdown? Like this take a toll of your confidence and self esteem? Uh, like- I definitely felt like I was different, and he didn't know how to digest that difference. Okay. I, I don't. I don't think he knew what to do with that. Okay. But I'm saying, as far as you, like personally, was I mean, it a personal I'm, journey? I was sickening. Like, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. as gay as the day is long, but I was also like an honor roll student, okay. and I had like great attendance, and I was in the honors course, and I was yeah. all. So you know what I mean? Like, I didn't feel like right. I was, but I felt like my accomplishments um, overshadowed my person. Okay. And that he celebrated my accomplishments, but didn't necessarily celebrate me. See, mine was the opposite. I, I was, you know, straight A student. Mm-hmm. You know, National Honor Society band, chorus, receipt, all that. Yeah, <laughs> running track, yeah. like all, right. like all this, so that I could get my dad to see me. Like all of that was mm. for like a, hey, I'm over here, right? But yeah, you being gay was. It overshadowed everything. Everything. Gotcha. Child, I wasn't in nothing, so this is what you're getting. This is queen. This is I just hated school, so, but that's a whole other episode. Um, so, as far as being successful. Mm-hmm. Um, Success is relative to okay. the listeners. Okay. That is true. I just want to say that. Yes. But keep going. But um, <laughs> continue. I guess my first question for the listeners who don't know who you are. Are you dating? I am in a relationship. Mm-hmm. How long have you guys been together? Two years. Oh, cute. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, with you having receipts or having a resume, uh-huh. does it make it hard to date? No. Like, you know, well, now that people, not, not a, the young children say clout chasing. Well, Was I there think... ever a fear of, like, somebody trying to use you to get to where they need to be or... I don't, um, I'll say this. I don't think 33 is old, but I, I think either. being 33 definitely puts me on the other side of some things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
I got in my first like long term relationship when I was twenty one, mm-hmm. and I dated that person for ten years, mm-hmm. and that was when I first got on Housewives. That was when I was first on Brats and Family Values. That was when I first started working with Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. That was when I was in Good Hair. That was in so I was like working and building my resume and in a relationship. Gotcha. So Oof. it was kind of like. I think that came with its own set okay. of issues outside of cloud chasing. Okay. Um, and then when he and I broke up... Um, After 10 years, what was the issue? If I may. There were a lot of issues and we okay. should have been broken up way before 10 years. Okay, okay. To okay, be okay, clear. Okay. But okay, I was gotcha. young and I was comfortable and... Mm-hmm. Trying to make it work. And trying to make it work. I mean, I, I grew up with like both of my parents in the house and... My parents and the longevity of their relationship kind of framed what I expected out of a relationship. So mm-hmm. I was kind of like, you know, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. We'll make it work. And yeah. it clearly wasn't working. Gotcha. That should have been a two-year relationship at best. Oh, wow. Hit. My, my. And I learned, I learned a lot in the process. Yes. I learned okay. a lot. Mm-hmm. About myself, about people in general, about the world around me. Um, I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, but um, I could have that could have been a two year relationship easily. Okay. Um, but after I got out of that relationship, um, I was just I was very just kind of like right. Not I'm from Atlanta. I live in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I have enough friends where like I don't have to call a nigga to go out and right. get something <laughs> to drink. Right. You know what I mean? I call my girls. We. Go out, I'll dance on somebody's son, call it a night. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I have a strong enough support system here that I wasn't necessarily like dying to get in a relationship. Mm -hmm. But when uh, Ray and I went on our first date, I was just very clear like, I'm not necessarily looking to be in a relationship. And he sent me flowers the next day that said, I'm ready when you are. Yes! Here go the panties in return! I'm just joking. It still took a while for the panties. But no. (laughs) But no. Um, But like, it was just... He had worked in entertainment. He had been around Okay, so it was... Way bigger than me. So he got got a little etiquette. Bitch, I was a blip on the radar of people, you know, that he had been around. So... It, it there was a commonality there that we knew we could exist in mutual spaces and okay. neither one of us feel like, oh, you're only with me because because of who I am or vice versa. Gotcha. Um so it's very equal footing. Okay. That's cute. Is it hard being gay and being in entertainment? I've had moments, like even most recently. Well I guess I was, what do you what do you mean by like Because I kinda feel like you've done in front of the camera and behind the camera. So you mean both or is that... Or just being in the industry in general. Like, do you... Like, are there there certain things... Being under the straight gaze? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's difficult. No, I mean, to be, like, honest, uh, I... When I made the decision to, like, stop performing and auditioning as a dancer and Mm -hmm. just solely be a choreographer... Mm -hmm. um, I told myself I only want to work with female artists or male artists who have female dancers. I was like, I work well with women. Mm -hmm. I have fun with women. I enjoy working with women. I feel like there is more that I can do Mm -hmm. with the female form 
in the male form. So I want to work with women. Mm-hmm. And it put me in a lot of positions where I'm standing in front of a straight man, standing in a chair, jumping down, grabbing my lips, swinging fictitious right. hair. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Right. And those men being like, you're really good at what you do. Right. You know what I mean? Right. There was an artist um, one time. We were prepping for a tour. He was going on tour. Um, we had two weeks of rehearsal, and he came to the last rehearsal. Wow. And at okay. the and he brought a new song, and he was like, "Yo," um, and just like I haven't mentioned this artist's name mm-hmm. at all, and I'm not <laughs> mentioning this artist's name. So, boom! I just don't want anybody to and like. No, you can't get no free tickets to nothing. I don't want anybody to tag this story on anybody right. else. But um. So he came in, he brought this new song, and he was like, yo, um, this is my new single, can you do something to it? And I was like, okay, sure. So I listened to it, and I started, like, teaching the girls stuff, and, like, woman, woman, right. just, like, you know, like, feeling right. Right. just very sensual, very, like, drop it, pull it up, turn around, look over, <laughs> like, all those vibes. And then I was like, alright, y'all do it, and then I stood in as the artist. Yeah. And, like, flipped. Yeah. My mannerisms. And he was like, I mean, how you do that? Like, how can you be like sexy at one time and then like be a dude? And like <laughs> all his friends were like, What? <laughs> what are you talking about? And he was like, I mean, y'all know what I mean. Like, I mean, you could like dance like a woman and dance like a man. And I was like, Because dance is dance. Like right. Math is math. English is English. Like, right, right. it comes out of different it's vessels, but it's just movement. And um, so, I when I was doing, um, when I was filming an episode of Tales that's going to be on this season two, uh, we shot in a strip club. Mm-hmm. And the choreography, the bulk of the choreography that I staged was on pole. Was on a pole. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy on a production team while I was doing like a walkthrough for the director mm-hmm. and the DP, director of photography. Um, he was like, I mean, hold on, man. Hold on, man. You got two dudes standing right here. You got two dudes standing right here. And I was like, but I have my director and my DP standing there. <laughs> if you want to look, that's on you. Nobody's asking you to look or not to look. Right. I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for my job. Okay. If you're looking, deal with that on your own time. Right, right. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. You know what I mean? So yeah. I still definitely... run, And I mean, that was two weeks ago. Right. So like, I still run into it. But I think we're still deconstructing a lot of gender politics and gotcha. a lot of gender norms. Gotcha. And like, what can you wear? What can't you wear? What can you do? What can't you right. do? Where can you go? Where can't mm-hmm. you go? Um, and I think the position that I put myself in as a choreographer has placed me in situations where I'm constantly bucking against that. Gotcha. So have you ever felt like you had to hide your sexuality for your success? Uh, no. Or to like get to places? No. (laughs) And that's a, that's a real quick, easy no. Um, because all the, all of the people who I have long standing professional relationships with. Um, know me, mm-hmm. like, know me, have met, I mean, it's funny, 
Ray and I went to OLG last week and um, Candy's aunts were there. And they were like, Victor! Ooh! And they're like hugging me when I walked through the door. And I was like, oh, this is my... Uh, Aunt, Aunt Nora was like, well, I don't know this man. Who is he? Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is my boyfriend, <laughs> Ray. She said, nice to meet you. Oh, I like him. Like, it was just like a right, whole right. thing. So I think... Um, I, I, I think I get to do important work outside of choreography. Like, choreography is the vehicle. Mm-hmm. But I get to really deconstruct some biases that people may have against queerness in the black community by just existing so I try not to hide it um I try not to hide it because I never know how my showing it or how my freedom may break down some walls in somebody else's psyche gotcha Okay. Well, hold that thought. (laughs) We have a commercial oh my god we'll be back Hey guys, it's your baby daddy Dom here. I would like to inform you guys of my website. It is www.heritage1519.com. I have created an assortment of graphic tees and hoodies that are centered around being black and proud. So if you guys would just like to head over to the website, check out what I have. If you like it, support, purchase something. Also share it with a friend or family member. Let's get my, my stuff out there. So back to the show. All right, we bet we're back with the one and only legendary Victor Jackson. Oh, I did that little aura. I'm working on it. What up, mm-hmm. Now that I work with Hispanics, I gotta be respectful of their names. Rogelio. So, I walked in the room like, "Hey, Caesar." He was like, "No, it's Caesar." I was like, "Oh, excuse me, <laughs> my bad." No, it's Caesar. It's like Caesar or something like that. So I was like, "My bad, my bad." All right, so one of my questions has to do with being gay in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a a plethora. What is the word? Um, Myriad. Basically, you know, the girls know that they be sexing in Atlanta. Okay, they just make it seem like. Can we? Uh, no, let's let's end that. Okay, I'm I'm just I'm, the I'm, gays that sex everywhere. everywhere. This is true. DC, New York, this is true. Miami. Bitch, they sexing in Montana. The gays <laughs> sex everywhere. Okay, this is true. People sex everywhere, this, and Period. I literally physically everywhere, everywhere. Listen, <laughs> child, I'm like I, don't, I just don't go. understand like why, why. Well, my question is to whatever. you: like, yes. is there something that if with you being an Atlanta or a Georgia native, mm-hmm. something that you would like? want to change or bring to the gay community? Um. Mm. You know, I got a list. <laughs> oh, that's really gross. Yes, and God. rude. For you to chew that shit like that. <laughs> it's just really gross. Um. No, I mean, I've traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fortunately. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, fortunately. And so I've been able to experience gay culture around the world. Mm-hmm. Atlanta has the best gay nightlife. Hands down. Really? really? Hands down. Really? Hands okay. down. Okay. Hands down. Okay. <laughs> okay. There are parties that I've been to mm-hmm. 
in New York and in LA and in London and in New Zealand mm-hmm. that have been cool. Yes. But to me, for me, and I hear this from other people as well, mm-hmm. they're all trying to create the experience that we create at Opera or that gotcha. we create at Compound or okay. that we create at Stars of the Century. Like, okay. We are gotcha. we are trendsetters in that way. And so I kind of get upset when people are like, I mean, Atlanta is... Uh... One thing I can say about Atlanta is that there is something for everybody. This is mm-hmm. true. So if you don't feel like you want to be with the designer gaze at Compound and Opera, then you can go somewhere else. You can go to a hole-in-the-wall bar. Uh, you could go to G's or Bulldogs the or... Quit. The, you Wait, know what, what I mean? Jeez. Hmm? Jeez is right beside uh, it's right the on the other. It's connected. You know, we, oh, we walk through yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, like, it's kind of something for everybody. Like yeah. you can find your flow. Gotcha. You can find your flow. So I don't, and I also don't feel like. I feel like the great thing about Atlanta is that the gay social life isn't just contained to gay establishments, and I'm using air quotes when I say that because. We pop up wherever. Sivas, um, on the girls be in there. The Linux. Yes. Jamar had his birthday uh, dinner there oh, and yeah. it was it was lit. The girls be ready. Anywhere there is a hookah <laughs> sign <laughs> the girls up. Hookah and trap. They gonna be light. there in their skinny jeans and their Yeezys yes, and you God. gonna get this work. Or they like I'm I'm here or they what? Or they brunch boot. Or they brunch boot. Okay, they brunch boot. Come on. The girls love a brunch boot on a So, party. yeah. I mean, it's I go to other cities and I be like, well, what y'all doing tonight? And they be like, I mean, it's nothing really to do until the weekend. And I be like, mm-mm. <laughs> like, I don't even really, like, go out in right. Atlanta. Y'all ain't got no, no Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah you know, that, and that's the thing. Like, Atlanta spoils you like that. Like, oh, when you get used to... I mean, I went to my first Stars of the Century show when I was 18. Mm-hmm. So from eighteen until when they closed the jungle, which was like a year ago, like yeah, a year or so ago. They're I knew though. they're doing it again yeah. now at the Heritage. Yeah. Like, but mm-hmm. I knew from eighteen until thirty-two that every Monday night at I midnight <laughs> I could go to the drag show. Right. Listen, it'd be a good ass show too. A good show, honey. World class entertainers. Beyonce Ooh. has been there. Janet Jackson has Queen been Latifah there. Has Queen been Latifah there. has been there. Like. Kiki Wire. Kiki Wire. Like, it has really, like, kind of set the standard for a lot of, um, a lot of, like, female performers. Yeah. Like, I, I, I live for Atlanta. I want to bring, what I do want to bring to Atlanta is, um, more of a place where, uh, Atlanta queer artists, uh, music artists can express themselves in a venue that gets... That allows them to be, like, freely expressive. Gotcha. Because right now, as far as, like, indie music is concerned, we are forced to assimilate to straight spaces. Yes. Be it Apache or, mm-hmm. you know, other places on that or right. in that field or in that space. So, I would I would like to kind of create something. And, you know, like I that. realize that, like, because I know one of my favorite songs that you sing is um, American Boy. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, bitch, he is... A still? Oh, these niggas American in here. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, he does his little stats. He throws it in there. I'm like, oh, these oh, niggas okay. in here. He's talking about. And then I realize when you come to they don't give a fuck. It's what it is. Take it or leave it. You can leave. I mean, plus, I mean, why should he have to 
That's what I'm saying. But that's you know what I'm saying? that Compromise is just a part who of. He is for that's the also art. a part of for me. Right. Learning to be comfortable in yourself mm-hmm. and right. watching other people and right because you know Trayvon is not when the show is over and the gig is done. If I got baby wiped, his face is coming off. Right. Princess Carter in the bag and she gone. Like we don't. That's my own personal reasons. But I think it's a it's a certain taste level. That I try to attach yeah. to my self-expression. Okay. So that she's never arts and crafts. <laughs> she's never frayed edges. Like, I I present my background uh, or my training is in musical theater. Okay. And so it's all about the count. It's all about the placement. It's all about being where you need to be right. when you need to be there so that gotcha. this set piece could fly in or uh, <laughs> you know what I mean so I try to I try Stage. to yeah I try to attack my art in the same manner so that whether no matter how you feel about gay people mm-hmm. or the queer community what you can never say is that my shit is not on point right gotcha. period gotcha. period it ain't raggedy it ain't yeah like you can never you can never find technical fault in what it is. Mm-hmm. So whatever your biases are, that's on you. Gotcha. How do you... Not never. I mean, I'm not perfect, but... <laughs> I mean... For the, for the most part. Right? <laughs> to be humble I strive it. for perfection. <laughs> we got a checklist going on. Right? Let's say. Let's, let's How say has it ever been hard for you to be an adult and work on your dreams and work on your craft like I feel like in order to make money you got to spend money like yes, bitch. Um, it's hard like for, I just like for me right now I just don't have the money to go to the acting classes that I want to go to and the vocal lessons mm-hmm. and like I don't have the money and then because if I have the money that's because I have to work so now I don't have time mm-hmm. to go once I get the money because mm-hmm. I gotta go to work to have the money mm-hmm. so how do you like balance to make it happen at some As point. far as training is concerned, specifically, I feel like what we do have in 2019 that um, I don't think, well, for sure, no one had in 10 years ago or so, YouTube. And, like, the abundance of knowledge on YouTube and how you can find some random vocal coach in Minnesota who posts up vocal warm-ups and you can warm up with that vocal coach every day or somebody who teaches these are the five steps of improv and mm-hmm. you can follow them and you can do that like I know vocal coaches who do Skype sessions mm-hmm. I know I think I think what we have to realize is that now that we live in a different technological age mm-hmm. it changes the scope in which your training can occur it, can occur okay. like you don't have to sit in a room mm-hmm. with someone face to face and there are so many free opportunities like Broadway Dreams the um, musical theater intensive I work with they offer oh, internships mm. and I mean there was when I did New Zealand there was a 30 year old woman who was an intern okay. who like worked in exchange for the opportunity to be able to take right. the intensive for the week. Okay. Like, internships are running rampant. You can uh, you can find an internship for whatever it is that you want to do. Right. But I think a lot of people don't consider that. Yeah. Um, so I would say <clears throat> break out of the mode of traditional uh, 
instruction Mm -hmm. and really find what it is that you need wherever you can find it. Okay. That's how I started making the stuff, like sewing. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I, I Google, I mean, I uh, search for like DIY sewing stuff mm-hmm. on YouTube, and that's how I like put stuff together. Baby steps. Yeah, baby mm-hmm. steps. I didn't become just And read. Read books. Please. Everybody Sorry. don't read. I mean, people don't read. That's how. Listen, some people just found out how to read. Some people still don't know how to read. No shame. So, yeah, I mean, that's Ooh. what I've had to do. That's what I've had to do. I have... Sorry. No, you're fine. (laughs) I have... um, I've shadowed a lot of people. I've assisted a lot of people Mm -hmm. for little to nothing to learn. Right. And still kept my day job. You know what I mean? Like, I... There was a moment when I was working with Iggy. Mm -hmm. Her tour got pushed back. Her tour got canceled. Mm -hmm. I moved... I had moved out to L.A. to prep for the tour. I stayed in L.A. for six months. After the tour got canceled, God was like, move back to Atlanta. All right, so my next... I don't know if it would be a question, but I guess... Can you emphasize to people that just because you have a resume does not mean you're rich? (laughs) And I say that because I did, like, what, three things in the past, like, three or four months? Mm -hmm. And when you talk about it, <laughs> then people are like, oh my God, you got money. You got it. Do you do know that that check came five weeks later and it was gone when I got it? So, mm-hmm. like, well, can I you mean, just. Uh, so, what Chantel say? She can't hang out with you now. Oh, yeah, she, she feel be like TV. because I've been on TV that she can't hang out with me because she don't want no attention. Like, girl, I don't have no attention. <laughs> <laughs> Still getting 12 likes. It's all right, girl. I mean, no. You always have to work. Like, that's it. Like, nobody is. Nobody's booking me for a million dollar job. Right. You know, but even if somebody did book me for a million dollar job, eventually that million dollars will run out. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So, um, everybody works. Right. Everybody works. I always say I'm not famous. I work with famous people. All right. Um, and I'm appreciative for it. And I mean, I'm able to like, you know, pay my bills and it's all good now mm-hmm. but you know that wasn't always the case mm-hmm. so um i just always i i think i downplay it probably more than i should mm-hmm. but i'm kind of just like i'm in because i'm basically being filmed doing what i do for a living right. i mean there have been times like on the game it would step up where like it was scripted for me but um I've done five reality shows, and in doing all those shows, it was them filming me. While you're working. Working. Yeah. So, I was, it's like, I would be doing this... Regardless. Regardless. Right. Yeah. Um, there just happens to be a camera here. And I'll say eight times out of ten, I'm not getting paid more because there's a camera there. Gotcha. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, right. the camera is there for the viewer's consumption not necessarily to line my pockets mm-hmm. um so yeah a bitch ain't rich but i'm blessed mm-hmm. to like have the opportunity that i have to make money and provide for myself doing something that i love exactly. or doing things that i love all right three last questions mm-hmm. really quick ones who mm-hmm. was what was your first like big opportunity uh, so many to scroll through in this relative. 
No, it's not actually. Um, I think my first big opportunity was being on Welcome to Dreamland on BET. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a show uh, with Jazzy Faye and Drama Boy, mm-hmm. uh, two producers, and it was on BET. And um, I was a choreographer on that show, okay. and I wasn't gonna audition. And my mentor at the time called me, uh, maybe thirty minutes before the audition was over, and I was the last person they saw that day. Oh and wow. They, uh, cast me for the show and that was kind of like the start actually the final episode Mm -hmm. um candy was a judge oh wow um for the two artists who were competing so that was like the first time that candy saw my work and um so yeah so i would say welcome to dreamland was probably between welcome to dreamland and doing good hair with Derek j who's like one of my best friends but those kind of happened like around actually i was yeah, those happened, like, around the same time. Okay. Like, within six months of each other. Who has been one of your favorite people to work with? Uh, Tweet. Really? Mm. Tweet is probably th- the favorite mm-hmm. for me. Um, I mean, she is somebody... I remember when the Southern Hummingbird album came out because the guy I was dating in high school, this is a different guy, <laughs> who didn't ruin my life um <laughs> he is actually a really really great guy um but he had like this old school cadillac mm-hmm. it was like brown like a goldish brown come on do something and he <laughs> we went to the little plaza on washington road mm-hmm. and um he was like i want to play this song for you because every time i listen to this song i think about you Aww. and it was uh so beautiful by tweet and, or beautiful mm-hmm. by tweet, and so when I got to work with her, mm-hmm. um, I worked with her on a burlesque show that I did with Michael Knight, mm-hmm. and um, from Project Runway, yeah, mm-hmm. or, yeah. I loved Michael Knight. Side note, no, I had the biggest crush on him, and I just knew that I was gonna move to Atlanta and he was gonna be my man. Yes. <laughs> so I did a show with him. And my brother was actually a stagehand on the show. Oh, wow. And um, later that year, my brother passed. But Tweet was a performer in the show. And Uh Tweet was the first artist who called me after my brother passed um, for me to work with her. But also, like, my brother passed the week of my birthday. And I had, like, a recording that was set up with my band already to do. And Tweet came to the recording. And she was just like a huge support system so not only and I've also opened for her as an artist so yeah. I feel like at every stage of my career mm-hmm. Tweet has been there um, at, at every stage of my development honestly like Tweet has been there and I always tell her like she has no idea how much she's impacted the lives of her fans of her listeners, of her, mm-hmm. um, I mean, because as artists, we all kind of go through those moments where we're just like, is what I'm doing right. really registering on a, mm-hmm. you know, higher frequency? Right. But, um, yeah, Tweet has been, um, an angel to me. All right. And my last question is, do you, what advice would you give to your younger self? Trust yourself more. Trust yourself more. And listen to more. Like. Because I think sometimes you can trust yourself. And use that trust as a weapon to shoot down 
things that people try to sow into your life. Mm -hmm. And so I think a major part of trusting yourself is knowing also how to receive information and critique with humility. Um, Because if you trust yourself, then you know your worth and you don't think that taking someone else's advice is diminishing you. Gotcha. Okay. So trust my trust yourself and listen more. Okay. So you have a little single. I have a little single, a little ditty, a little little ditty box <laughs> available you know, on all digital platforms. If you want to be by yourself or with somebody, and the music video won best music video at the twenty eighteen yes, Bonsley Film Festival. It was everything. I love that video. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about the song? What's it called? What it's about? The song is called Layover, mm-hmm. and it is about. Spending time with someone who you know you want to spend the rest of your life with. Hmm. But being okay with spending a night. <laughs> Just like a layover. You know, the lyrics, final destinations, not where we're at. Mm-hmm. But if you call me, baby, I'll pack a bag. And you can be my layover. Hmm. And where can we find this beautiful song at? On all digital retailers. Uh-huh. Tidal, Apple Music, Google Play, Amazon. I got a Pandora station. Yes, God! All the things, honey. <laughs> She's available, yes. and the um, the visual is on YouTube. Yes. You can just... Now, is layover one word or two words? Because you know something. Uh, it is two words. Okay. Um, and you can just search layover Victor Jackson on YouTube, and it'll come up. All right. Um, but yeah, so that's my single, and I'm working on new music now. Yes. Uh, and I'm doing a show at City Winery yes. on May 22nd with uh, three of my other friends who are indie artists. Well, two friends, one sister, mm-hmm. um, who are indie artists here in Atlanta. The name of the show is New Soul ATL, and tickets are on sale now. Yes. Also, tickets for Candy Birds is Welcome to the Dungeon Tour, which I serve as choreographer and creative director on, are on sale now. So, get your tickets to all these things mm-hmm. and support great art. Yes. Do you have a question for today? Um, yes, we do. Okay, okay. Somebody slid in a DM. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, okay. Well, they didn't say they wanted to be anonymous. So. Yeah. So there it it's is. from um, one of our listeners, Marlon. Hey, Marlon. Hey, Marlon. <laughs> yes. Hey, Marlon. Um, he says, "So, how do you guys feel about the circulating video of Maya Angelou and the young lady on that talk show?" Um, he said, "Was it a lesson on respecting your elders or an unnecessary moment altogether?" Because um, he says that so many people feel as though. Um, Dr. Maya Angelou was being extra and disrespectful. What? So I saw the video. You haven't seen people talking about seen, that? I I can't be, I really can't even see why someone would say This is why I said this is why that I she's being extra. I feel I feel that people would say that because we're in a time now where correction is taking a shade or being rude or being extra. Mm-hmm. But back in the day it's like you're not gonna call an adult, even if she's five years older than you. You're not gonna call her by her first name. It's mm-hmm. gonna be Miss. It's gonna be whatever the title is. You know what I'm saying? So like, I think if anybody said that, they had to be young, and they never really have experience correction or even have a manner. That's how I see it. Because I had no problem with it. It was honest and it was the truth. Yeah. So I saw a bunch of the tweets before I actually saw the video, mm-hmm. and so then when I saw the video, I was like, so this is what people are mad about. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I, no, I, I genuinely was like, so this is what people mad, are mad about. Because for me, I just feel like when somebody has 
like credentials, right? And like when they are like, you know what I'm saying? When they're your elder, like you address them by like. First of all, she's a doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like. If anything, you should have just been calling her Doctor Angela. And some people, yeah. some like, people, you know like I, mean? I work like, hard for this. Call me for what I worked hard. That's for. what I'm like, saying. Like so, like just in that sense alone, like having respect for somebody's like title that they worked hard to get, mm-hmm. and then also having respect for somebody as an individual that is older than me, maybe wiser than me, but has experience more than me. Like you, you're old enough to be like she said in the video, like somebody's mom, aunt, grandma. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Like. Show her the respect that she deserves. Right. Yeah, I um, I have. It's funny. I've actually worked on a couple of projects with my high school drama teacher, uh-huh. um, like as an adult, mm-hmm. and he's like, "You can call me by my first name," and I'm like, "That's right. weird. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I'm not doing that." Like my, like, ma- my math yeah. teacher is like friends with my mom they went to concerts together or whatever mm-hmm. and so now it was like Sabrina Johnson I cannot say Sabrina it's Miss yeah. Johnson like I don't know yeah. you know, who are yeah. you and, and anybody that's like significantly older than me I'm yeah. like yeah and and I mean I would honestly even before I jump to a conclusion I would be like you know how would you how do you want me to address you true you yeah. know what I mean right. like yeah. Because it's certain, yeah. I, I just thought that even when she said, I remember when I watched the video, and even when she said it, my question is for Maya. My I, I kind of like. I was like, I cringed. <laughs> I was like, this is weird. Like it was just really weird. I was like, I've I've never. I feel like I've never heard mm-hmm. anybody refer to Maya Angelou on a first name basis before. Right. And Especially at least not this random ass girl. At least say, you say the, it would never just say Maya. Right. Because <laughs> Maya said my love is like, whoa, I don't know who anybody else is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oprah ain't think... out here calling her Maya. Right. No. Oprah is not. And they call her good Jew. No, like, no, right. nobody is. And I mean, that woman, like, and I mean, that video was old. Like, yeah. that video definitely did not happen in 2019. And I right. think that's something that people need to, like, keep in mind as they're which like, makes sense like it was like then it was no issue to do that it. like um it just I was just just like girl no I mean honestly at the end of the day I have the liberty to tell you how I want to be acknowledged right yes okay. and I like, feel like she didn't do it in a disrespectful manner like she she definitely told the girl like you know you can't do that but I don't. I don't feel like the tone of her voice and like how she was talking. To her, I don't feel like it had like like that snarky attitude. No, she, she, she poems like I that. mean, she <laughs> made right. she made it make sense. Like right. when she really broke it down and she was like, "I'm your mother. I'm your right. aunt. Mm-hmm. I'm your grandmother. I'm your." And I was like, "True, true, true, <laughs> true, and true." Point made. Point and I'm not calling none of them by their first name exactly without some type of uh, prefix. prefix. Yeah, yes. like. My Chant. aunt Tony. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, like right. I we, just we not know. we not doing all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That little girl was rude. Right. Right. And I just also feel like a lot of people now are are just too sensitive. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, somebody got you together about something, but you was doing some wrong. Like you know what I'm right. saying? Like, what? Why are you being so sensitive about it? Because it's like at the end of the day, you were doing something wrong. You need to be corrected for it. Right. 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 Okay, well, if you have any more questions, um, Dominic, what's the, the email? Because you know I cannot spell. 
Oh my god, it's the peach tea podcast yes, at gmail.com. That if you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you want to get something off your chest, if you mad about your baby daddy doing something and you want to talk about it and be anonymous, if you sleeping with somebody, man, and you shouldn't be and you want to tell somebody, email us. All these scenarios. And let's talk about it. What if they just want to talk? That's just what I'm saying. But it could be something about you sleeping around here, supposed to be, you know, whatever. Why well, that? Though. We just here to help. It don't matter. Okay. We just here to help. Um, just don't call us asking if you're a man gay because that ain't if you think he is he probably is don't leave me alone I don't care I hate that that really bothers me when straight women do stuff like that mm, that would be another think, episode it's none of my business but anyway um, yes where can we follow you and stalk you and stuff Victor um, you can you follow me on everything at Mr. Glamrock Soul that's M-R-G-L-A-M-R-O-C-K-S-O-U-L that is my handle on everything bitch why was I seeing her like <laughs> I'm trying to sound it out. Even okay. the Snapchat that I don't use. Yes. Um, okay, cool. And you can follow me, your best friend Trevoris, at the real Trevoris. And if you want to follow the drag queen herself, her name is Princess Carter. You can follow her on Instagram. It's Princess with a Y, not an I. And you can also see her on Step Up High Water Season 2 on YouTube. Red. Red. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're actually releasing. Every episode at one time on March 20th. I don't know what episode I'm going to be on. If you see Tadric Hall, you will also see me. Along with V13's Miss Sophia. And a whole bunch of other great people that are there. Uh, <laughs> Is Japan on an episode you did? Oh, yes. Jap- oh, when I say. Japan gave me everything I needed on yes. I love to see people who love what they do. Mm-hmm. And you could like you could say he was genuinely tired, mm-hmm. but when they called action, that duck walk odd. played like on the last take. He came out. I don't want to tell the whole thing, but it was yeah. a little scene, and he duck walked, and then he like jumped up and twirled off the stage into a death drop. He's everything. Like skipped the steps and all of that, and just like it was everything. Yeah, and he did like fifteen times, and I was just like, yeah. I don't people do that shit. Not just, I said the cat. Like even the even the producer uh, director was like, "Where are your knees?" He was like, oh, let's do it again. Okay. Listen, yeah, I hit my toe on the edge of this couch and I'm ready to die. <laughs> so you think I'm about to twirl my ass off of a stage right. and land on my back on the ground? Right, right. No, right. ma'am. So yeah, that's 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 me. What about you, Dominic? You can follow me at underscore Dommy Boy underscore. That's D-O-M-I-B-O-I. Underscore front and back. Yes. All right. Well, it was cute. Thank you guys for listening once again. We appreciate you. Um... Tell your people. Share with your friends. I don't really know if your mom wants to hear this, but anybody else. Like, comment, subscribe. subscribe thumbs up. Comment on, because you know, we're on Apple. <laughs> we're <laughs> we on can, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. We're on the like expensive stuff, you know. EBT. <laughs> um, but yes, so follow us on everything. Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, SoundCloud tried it. We'll be back to them shortly, y'all. Give us a second to figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Try to come for the girls' coins. Um, But yes. So, alright. Thanks for listening. It was cute. Bye. We still ain't found no outro. That's it. Bye. But that just sounds so demonic. Talk to you later. Gotta go. Somebody call me, girl. Prepare to soar to heights with us. And trust you are safe in our hands.